0: to her dating and relationship secrets. For secret number 98, we're going to do a little mailbag Q&A. I recently did a summit with over 21 experts in different areas, and one of those experts is actually a pair of ladies, Rebecca and Jacqueline, who run an Instagram account called To The Guys I've Dated. It's a forum and community for women to express things that they didn't really get to express fully in their dating journey to guys. So I did a little Q&A for their community and here are the top questions that came away from it. Question number one. Why does he still text me, but make excuses not to see me? Well. The truth is here, he occasionally is using that person to meet his unmet needs. Whether it's a moment of loneliness, an argument with his current partner, leaving him feeling misunderstood and unwanted, or when his needs just aren't being met in other ways, he may reach out to that person he thinks will get back to him or be available. Once his needs are met, he has no use for that person. He has no use for you. If that sounds harsh, it's because it is. It sucks, but it's true. And frankly, that person deserves better. And if you're experiencing this, you deserve better. Question number two. If you've been cheated on before, how do you keep your anxiety and trust in check? Well, it does take a lot of work to rebuild your sense of trust. The first thing is to get away from toxic people, not just the person in question, but anyone toxic who can re-wound you by making you feel less sure of yourself, anything that makes you doubt your intuition. Number two, read the book Trust by Ayanla Van Zandt. I highly recommend it to all my clients. Her last name is spelled V-A-N-Z-A-N-T. Trust by Ayanla Van Zandt. And number three, Do deep healing work with a coach or a therapist. Then we have this question. I've been single for eight years, and I don't know how to change that. Any advice? Well, to this, my reply is that I would need more information. Have you been actively trying to date for those eight years? Have you been on very few dates or a lot of dates that didn't work out? Usually what i found is that being single for a very long time is either, number one, we just haven't put ourselves out there very much or at all. Two, we keep tying up our energy with short-term situations, like friends with benefits, or sometimes even an emotional partner of the opposite sex, who's kind of like a best friend with no sexual relationship. Or three, is a part of us subconsciously may prefer to stay single, to not be in a committed relationship for whatever reason. Sometimes it's because we associate getting into a relationship with losing our freedom again, for instance, or our needs coming second, or whatever might have been painful in the last relationship. The next question is, what is some advice for a person who self-sabotages or runs away from new, good relationships? Here's my answer. Dear self-sabotager, this is usually because we are deeply afraid that we may be rejected or seen as not good enough. So the greater the person is, the greater the resistance. One solution is lots of deep therapy, but I have something that does help get you moving in the right direction faster. You can check out my Loveworthy Toolkit. It's actually full of simple daily things you can do to build your core belief of love and worthiness. And I'll tell you right now, listeners, where you can get it, but I apologize in advance for the weird link, but it does work. So the link is bit.ly, so bi slash three small letters N, as in Nancy, X, N as in Nancy, T, and capital letters HQ, so that's bit.ly slash 3, NX, NT, capital H, capital Q. Also, as you begin to increase your secure sense of loveworthiness, you'll notice your fear reduces, and so do efforts to self-sabotage. Look, the Loveworthy toolkit's not a magic fix, but it is a damn good start. And... Let's wrap up with, why do guys always say what you want to hear instead of being honest? If that's something you've experienced or maybe still experience, I'm sorry to hear that you keep feeling misled by guys. Typically, what's actually happening is that there's what I call a bunch of pink flags that warn you not to trust the guy, but we often don't notice them or we ignore them or we dismiss our own intuition. The thing is, if you don't heed the pink flags, the next thing that shows up are red flags, bigger problems, bigger clues. And if we don't heed those, then it becomes a much bigger problem. It's the painful discovery of the truth, like a house landing on us. You can spare yourself that pain by learning how to hear your healthy intuition much sooner. Every client I've ever had who was divorced, I always ask a simple question. Were there any clues before you married? him? And 100% have said yes. There are always signs of what will become the problem that ends it. So work on connecting to your intuition and then start the much deeper, harder work of understanding why your emotional subconscious often hides those flags from you. The warning signs are there, so just get good at seeing them and actually acknowledging them fully. You can ask your healthiest girlfriends because they probably saw the signs. That's it for today. Just trying out this new format. Want to see what you think of a little Q&A style? If you have questions that you'd love to have answered, you can either go to uh, Instagram.com/barrypaulprice and ask them there, or you can email me at Barry at barrypaulprice.com with your questions for a future Q&A episode. Thanks for joining us. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and also share this with anyone that you think it could help, because I'm on a mission to help 1 million successful women have healthy, lasting relationships.